0: And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com bluewire. That's harrys.com bluewire for a $3 trial set. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time.
1: There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can
2: quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
3: Welcome back to the Field of 68 Best Bets Show, presented by Bet Rivers. We're the three-man weave, and we're here to talk to you about college basketball, conference tournament action. It is one of the best weeks of the entire year, fellas. Last week was as well, because conference tournaments are the best. So many buzzer beaters, so many overtime games, so much drama. Uh, I can't get enough of it. Matthew, did you have any takeaways from yesterday, from the action that we saw? Uh, yeah,
4: happy to see Bo Charleston and the men in fur, the Dins do what they're supposed to do taking care of their business. Um yeah, I don't like commentators as much as you do Kai because I don't like when what's supposed to happen doesn't at the expense of my beloved pet teams, but um so far uh the the good fighters are still fighting, Jim. That's all I can report at this point.
1: Yeah, I said it in our group chat last night. I want the games to be awesome and then I want the team I prefer to win. Is that right. so much to ask? Uh and actually I think that happened last night in the two finals. Furman getting it done got me all emotional. So watching, watching Bothwell go back to the spot where he was laying after the buzzer beater last year was really cool. cool. And I had forgotten that Louisiana, uh, when they made the final last year, Bob Marlin was dealing with uh, the death of his mother. And so there's a little bit of a redemption story there too. The basketball was good last night. Kai, the emotional storylines got me. This is March. I love it. More to come tonight.
3: (laughs) Yeah, my takeaway was Furman, too. We're, we're we're just stoked for that program. We've had Bob Ritchie on our podcast before. He's just a really great guy. And that program hasn't made the tournament since 1980. So 43 years in the making. Obviously, their last year with the buzzer beater that crushed their, their souls. They finished top three in the conference for eight straight years. They deserve this. So congrats for Furman. Uh, let's get started. Let's talk conference tournaments. Let's go through the rundown. Of course, chat mob. Chat it up if you want us to answer questions. Let's start the WCC, the marquee final, although not as much drama here, Jim, because we know both these teams are in the field of 68 already as at largest St. Mary's versus Gonzaga Zags minus two and a half. It's the rubber match. It's the matchup. Everyone wanted who you got.
1: I kind of like the Zags. I just think they are trending better at this point. Uh, Both teams got a little more of a test than they bargained for yesterday. Uh, St. Mary's was up huge on BYU and then BYU covered all the way down. To, I think it got to four in the final minute. Like it got really, really hairy for them a little bit. And then Gonzaga had to just deal with the punches thrown by San Francisco. Khalil Shabazz was a man possessed last night, keeping that one within range. But Gonzaga's offense has been ridiculous. I tweeted this since February 1st. It's the best offense in the country. And it's not even remarkably close. Like they're, they're 10 points clear of the second best offense in the country in that time, Per 100 possessions, that's outrageous. Matt, I thought they made some quality adjustments in the second meeting against St. Mary's. I just think they're slightly better right now, so I'm going to lean that way, the minus 2.5. Yeah,
4: another example of market versus, you know, Kempom analytics uh, of sorts trying to, uh, you know, have their tug of war in the, I kind of agree with the market and odds makers, Kai, laying 2.5. I think the opener is a little too far at 3.5 um what this game in the rematch and i know the first matchup at st mary's st mary's i think closed minus three and a half um in the rematch gonzaga closed minus six and a half so i guess the numbers kind of settled in more um around you know that middle ground Um, uh, i think the the general the market's got this one priced right i lean toward the zags but man st mary's for the first 35 minutes was putting it on byu i mean aiden mahaney in that offense was a um a force to be with i don't feel like that was just more of a uh, let their foot off the gas and maybe I should be worried about this form that St. Mary's is in, but I think the price is pretty accurate.
3: Yeah, I just think the Zags are a tough matchup for St. Mary's, frankly. They're big, they're uber talented, number one offense in the country, about the only team I think that can score consistently on them, maybe in the country. So I lean towards the Zags here at minus two and a half. Again, both great teams. Um, I said it on Twitter, St. Mary's, they're a five seed. They're probably going to be a pick with Kansas if they're in that region. Um, they have a great shot at making the Elite eight and beyond, but it's Zags tonight for me, um, in the chat. Yeah, we should touch on this real quick. So Pat asks if Jalen Clark is out for UCLA for the year, Mick Cronin said it was a lower leg injury. Jim and I talked about this with Avery Anderson in Oklahoma state. These coaches are probably just saying or downplaying that their players injuries are a little less serious than they actually are because the committee pays attention to it. Um, it's pretty common. You saw San Francisco do it last year with Masalski. I think Clark tore his Achilles and is out for the season. Yeah, that's my assumption. Don't know for sure. I agree
1: that the vagueness of that announcement tells me there's something that they don't want to announce.
3: Yeah, don't know for sure. Just saw it was reported, and you know who knows. Okay, moving on. Colonial, the CAA, Charleston, UNC Wilmington. Matt, this spread is ten. Charleston's a ten-point favorite in the championship game. They did survive Towson. Wilmington upset Hofstra. The first two games, okay, you kind of see where 10 comes from, right? Wilmington came back down from 15 at home. Charleston beat him by 32 in game two in a bloodbath. But gosh, I can't get there with double digits. What do you think?
4: Yeah, it's too high. I like Charleston first half, though. Um, just last night, indicative of how this team has been vulnerable when they have big leads i just think that when they balloon to double digits they don't defend with the same focus that they do when they're you know the game's tighter their, their shot selection gets a little bit looser and i think they're an easy team to make a comeback run against that's why i think it's been a if you're looking to back charleston especially in a championship game where there's no risk of them coming out flatter uh you know lackadaisical I guess I think first half's the look here but even then six five and a half is a big number to lay against a feisty feisty Wilmington team that's you know not the uh not on the magic carpet ride they were last year in the start of this year I think they finally you know the horseshoe has been uh has been deloged from their rear gym but uh they're still a really good team and they're deep and they're well coached and tends a lot that's all I'll say
1: I I, th- I saw the horseshoe last night it was protruding from from the rear against Hofstra <laughs> as Aaron Estrada played one of his worst games. Hofstra missed wide open jumper after wide open jumper. The one that went in and out, Kai, at the end of overtime, the Jaquan Carlos one, just (laughs) outrageous. uh, Really, really tough luck there for the pride. But man, I I think this is way too big, too. First half, four full game, plus 10 is my best bet. UNC Wilmington is a cockroach. They do not go Mm -hmm. away. Kai, we talked about it on Sirius last night. I think this is a great live betting game, like fantastic. Charleston has always been that way. UNC Wilmington is not a team that's going to go away if they get down. I'll take the 10 pre-flop as my best bet, but I do think this is a, a game where you could get Charleston down at like minus one, Wilmington up at like plus 15, and then you hopefully just enjoy the game and, and get uh, the Cougars through to the to, to the NCAA tournament because that's what I want to see. Uh, but yeah, Kai, the, the two matchups this year, one was close, one was really, really not. Charleston mm-hmm. blew them out most recently, so that's you know maybe contributing to the line being bet up a little bit. I just think Wilmington's too feisty, too well-coached to go away like that. Uh, I think they hang around plus 10.
3: Yeah, you could maybe say the Cougars have their number, and they don't foul on defense. That's a really good point for a team that like Wilmington that likes to draw fouls and get to the line. Wilmington does do a good job of defending the perimeter, but Charleston has shot really well against them in two games. So um, it, it, it comes down to this for me. It's a championship game. It's really hard to blow a team out in the championship unless your name is Drake and you're playing Bradley. Um, I think it's too high, double digits. I lean towards Wilmington as well. All right, Summit Final, Oral Roberts, North Dakota State, another double-digit championship spread here as Oral Roberts is laying 10.5. It's so tough, again, to win these games by this many points. Jim, the pressure is mounting for Oral Roberts as well. They're 20-0 now against Summit Competition. Does the pressure get to them, or do they take care of business?
1: And I, I think they felt it a little bit yesterday. I could see it being like Furman, where, look, they're the better team. They mostly control the game, but they can't get away. The team they're playing is, is well-coached and can hang around. And there's some matchup edges for North Dakota State in the paint. Uh, Grant Nelson, Andrew Morgan can really beat them up inside. We know Vanover's given Oral Roberts some actual rim protection, but he's not exactly a strong, burly type of guy. So I do think North Dakota State can get some points in the paint. Nelson, I believe, had 24 and 12 the last time these two played. The weird thing, Matt, this is the number one offensive turnover rate. They do not turn the ball over against the worst defensive turnover rate team in the country in North Dakota State. Oral Roberts only had 19 combined turnovers in the two meetings. I could see that being like six today, given the way NDSU plays. But it is a little bit high to me. I don't want to lay double digits in a title game unless I really feel like there's obvious matchup advantages for the favorite. And I think there's a little bit of edge towards uh, North Dakota State in the paint, enough that uh, I'm not going to take the favorite. Definitely lean towards NDSU.
4: Right. It feels like a deja vu with the last handicap, right? right? I think it's a really, really good team versus a solid team who we respect more than the line indicates. Uh, I'm not as worried about the matchup concerns against North Dakota State. Like, I know uh, Morgan Nelson can stretch and shoot a little bit, but, I mean, the Tommies really did that to the extreme. They took Brooks Allen. They brought their bigs. They spaced them, and they made Vanover. Um, really, you know, they put them on skates quite a bit. And they did that in all three matchups this season. I think that's kind of the kryptonite to beating Oral Roberts is you make Vanover a liability on defense with more of a five out look. I still think North Dakota State's best when they have their two bigs doing what they do best, which is working inside. I think it's Vanover and you know, the sneaky length that ORU has. I don't think that's as effective. I still believe this Oral Roberts team is all the way legit. I worry about their depth, though, Kai. Um, I think we've seen it starting to dwindle as the season's gone on. They have not been that dominant second half team. I think they had the highest second half cover margin uh, for a while, but then that's kind of come back down to earth. Again, if you like the favorite, I think first half's where you look. But I generally agree with your with your prevailing take that the uh, the dogs the right play here.
3: Yeah, uh, my best bet is North Dakota State plus ten and a half, um, or Roberts Man. They snuck by Saint Thomas. I, I I am fully on board of. The pressure is on for this team. They can't get net large, despite being 29-4. and This is it, and they're expected to win, and they know they are at 20-0 and against the Summit. Um, They were down at half to St. Thomas. St. Thomas hung with them the entire game. North Dakota State is good, and Grant Nelson has had two very good games against Oral Roberts this year. He's averaging 22.5 and eight boards against Oral Roberts. It's a mismatch for them. Now, Oral Roberts' guards are way better than North Dakota State's guards. It's not even close. But again, this spread is too high. North Dakota State was competitive for 30-ish minutes in both of those games. I think they can keep it close here, or at least stay within 10.5. Best bet, Bison. Horizon is where we're going next. The Ken battle. The Norse. The Vikings. They're all from the same area. Matt, Northern Kentucky is minus 2.5 as the 4 seed. They're playing the 3 seed Cleveland State Vikings. Many expected Northern Kentucky to win this league in the preseason. With all their experience, their guard play, the guys they brought back. Your thoughts on the horizon final.
4: I like the Norse. Just feel like a team of destiny, don't they? After last year's uh, you know, devastating loss to right state,
1: more redemption, baby. More redemption, more redemption. The redemption like
4: stories day. continues exactly. Furman, etc. Uh, but it's minus three now. I think it was sitting at minus one and a half all morning. If you pounce, then I think you have the right number. Uh, three, two two and a half is a little too rich for me. Although, again, I think it's a team of destiny. The way they're shooting the ball right now, um, absolutely on fire, and they have a lot of guards that are capable of making shots, so I don't believe it's like this fluke run that they're on either. Um, and then, Jim, Cleveland State, how did they destroy – and they did destroy Milwaukee, by the way, at the rim. The zone is the ultimate kryptonite to to that rim-attacking, slashing advantage that the Vikings had. However, the one issue you have to worry about from a Norse perspective is the glass – um, I believe Cleveland State grabbed 15-plus uh, offensive rebounds in the second meeting in the regular season between those two. Obviously, against the zone, that's always a concern. But that's the only really reliable way I see Vikings scoring tonight. I like the Norse's overall makeup, especially on offense. So I think they get it done here at Indiana- or Indianapolis.
1: Yeah, Cleveland State had 36 offensive rebounds combined in the two meetings with, oh, with Northern Kentucky. They absolutely bludgeoned them there. And like you said, that's how they crushed Milwaukee last night was just at the rim. Um, they had, I think like 48 points at halftime and hadn't hit a three, something like that. It was ridiculous, but the zone is going to make that a lot more frustrating. Even when they get those offensive rebounds, it's tough to finish. There's going to be a lot of guys trying to swipe at the ball down there. It's going to be a challenge for them. I like this, uh, Norse team as well. Kai, um, given the guard playmaking, they've gotten the shot making. I think that's on a higher level than Cleveland state. They played the, the, two games they played were one point wins each way. So like there's, there's very little to glean from the regular season, but, I just trust NKU more. Don't want to lay three, but um, I I could. You could talk me into it, but I'm not going to do it for uh, any sort of best bet or anything.
3: Yeah, I like NKU as well. Um, These teams split the season series, each team one by one, so we're at zero for the aggregate right now. Um, You know, both teams are good on the offensive glass. Certainly, Cleveland State uh, more of an advantage, but NKU rebounded the ball well, too, in those first two games. I think the zone is a real problem for Cleveland State, who is not a great shooting team. They do rely on the rebounds. That's what they're going to go to on offense, but it's all about guard play for me in March. And that's NKU. Um, Fantastic guards there. Warwick is a real standout player. I lean towards NKU here, getting the win. Before we head to the chat mob, a message from Run Your Pool, who will be hosting the official Field of 68 bracket contest this year. A company, Rob Douster, the famous Rob Douster of Field of 68, has worked with before. They have more than 50 game types for every sport you think of, from a traditional bracket pool to survivor games, head-to-head games, pick X games, and of course, squares. The scoring is customizable. You can tailor your bracket rules to your pool. It is a fantastic hosting platform. Here's the best part. Run Your Pool is giving away $1,500 in cash prizes for free. Just sign up at the link in the description, play.runyourpool.com field68, that's F-I-E-L-D, 6-8. Fill out a bracket. Be eligible to win. See you guys on Selection Sunday, March 12th. Run your pool. Okay, Jim, chat mob, round one. Let's get it.
1: We've got one A-10 pillow fight that has turned into an absolute smacking right now. Which is dominating. Kyle, oh go to God. you for... Yeah, well, ch- 30? Check that score. Yep, it's ridiculous. Uh, I believe Burton has more points than UMass right now. Uh, Hit the shower. Go, going to you for Loyola, who has Oof. flipped to a favorite against St. Joe's today. A couple people in the chat a little bit curious as to why. I think there's some split support for both sides here. Do you have a take on the Ramblers versus the Hawks?
3: I think the reason why Loyola is a favorite is because of the question marks surrounding St. Joe's um, players, personnel, Classic, Classic, and uh, Obina. Both missed last game. They smoked Richmond in that game, by the way. Those two players are important for sure, but St. Joe's guards are really, really good, and this team lit Loyola up. In one of the matchups they played against them this year, I lean towards St. Joe's. Um, I, I don't think Loyola is there yet. So I, I still lean towards the Hawks.
1: Obina officially out, by the way. That one, is, yeah. I haven't seen a full update on classic status, but um, yeah, I, where it's at right now, Loyal favored is, is surprising to me. I mm-hmm. would say that. Matt, the other one, Rhode Island and LaSalle, the other pillow fight here in the Atlantic 10. You've got LaSalle catching a point. Rhode Island also a lower seed that is favored. Are you buying this one?
4: I don't get the Rhode Island money that's coming late here um, as well. See, we saw that with Loyola. Now we see it with the, the Rams. I kind of like the Explorers here. Just team I trust a little bit more. Um, but of the pillow fights in the A-10 today, this is the pillow fight I had the least conviction on. So nothing strong.
1: It's the pillow fightest. It's the most yes. pillowy in a way. The ficklest of the pillow fights. All right. A couple in the whack from our guy, Pat. Kai Abilene Christian and Cal Baptist. Another somewhat interesting line here where uh, Abilene is
3: favored. As this is the best bet.
0: Pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set.
1: No, it's not. Yes,
3: it's Matt's best but
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. Tim, let's well, hey, understand.
4: hey, hey, let's let's do it now. No, 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 let's do it. Now let's do it real time. I don't like when Kai saves the saves the crescendo to the
1: end of the show. I like to save it too, but all right, we'll give it to you. We've got all the other two best bets out. It's uh, take it away, Matt.
4: I just need someone to explain to me the Abilene Christian money that's coming against me. Um I'm gonna punch back though, which will hit Mon Lee plus two, Calbap, Lancers, Terren Armstrong, nice player, got treaters. Have they been great down the stretch? No, they haven't been. Uh, they really miss Quintana, the LMU transfer. I think they, they need another shooter out there, but they have enough shooting. It's a team that just profiles as a hit the reset button. I think w- they have the higher upside of the two teams. And Abilene Christian, I feel like people are wanting to be into them as like a mini by low. They they just haven't been that good this year. They're not reliable. Their guards aren't that great. Their bigs are sort of, um, it's like a makeshift patchwork group of dudes that I think Tanner's still trying to figure
3: it out. Don't trust ACU. I think plus two is a great bet here with the Lancers. I want to do clarify something. Did you say punch back with Hitmon Lee? Because he's the kicking Pokemon. Of Sorry, course, Hitmon, Hitmon Chan, Chan God, is the punching it. Pokemon. I really couldn't kick let back. that fly. Counter, counter kick. I'm going to counter kick the market here. Mm-hmm. I'm
1: glad, Kai, that the chat was going to tear yeah. apart if we I know. Not out, that so. apart. Can't, Can't have that. Can't have that you. at all. All right, Kai, um, also in the whack, Utah Tech, Stephen F. Austin. Big time injury questions on the SFA side. Antoine Boasioco, I think, is Out. I believe Jalen Jackson Posey is out. Sounds like Dayday Hall back. Maybe Roddy Ware is out after last game. There's a whole lot to figure out with oh, this handicap. Uh, the first game was uh, a really big win for SFA. They forced a bajillion turnovers, but no Cam Gooden in that game. And SFA was healthy. Totally different set of circumstances here. How do you see this
3: one? I think you just have to know who's in for C- Stephen F. Austin. Can't really bet them if, if, if all those guys are out. Obviously, Roddy Ware is huge. Day Hall is huge. Um, yeah, I, I can't bet this without knowing their status. Like it's what it comes down to. All
1: right, Matt, I believe this is the last one before we go back to the outline. Scott H likes McNeese, plus five and a half in the first half, team that has been playing very well. I kind of like the first half angle because of how little depth they've been playing with. Trey English has been out through this run, but man, they're rolling, taking on AM Corpus Christi. What do you think?
4: Yeah, McDee's at their home floor. Uh, plus nine feels high. I know uh, Corpus Christi has been uh, a mini juggernaut in this conference, but this is, I kind of apply the same sort of logic to the Southland um, as I do the NEC. I just think these really big spreads aren't justified in a conference tournament setting. Every team's all the way locked in, motivated. It's hard to really blow out a team. Um, it's hard for a bad team to beat a bad team by a lot. Uh, and I don't think this nine points is indicative of the gap between these two teams, guys. So
1: I like McDee's. Keep it rolling. I like that that explanation basically just roasted UMass even more for being a bad team, getting blown out by a bad team. (laughs) What are you doing? It's an indictment. Um, It is. But, all right, Kai, we'll go back to the outline. Make sure you hit the like button, folks. A lot of people watching. Let's
3: rack up that like total. Back to you, Kai. Let's do Merrimack and Fairleigh Dickinson, the NEC final. Of course, FDU, they're in the tournament no matter the result. Merrimack is ineligible. They cannot make it. It has been awarded, awarded to FDU. Matt, Merrimax won 10 straight. Their last loss was rrr, FDU. FDU swept them during the year. Swept them, man. Yeah. Your thoughts?
4: I like Merrimax. so call me the sucker. Um, trying to harness this anti-double revenge angle. Finest four is a little high. I know they're at home. Um, FDU's talent's real. I think I have to keep checking the roster to remind myself. They actually have some guys that I can, you know, I can play, but Merrimack has been a different team the last month and a half of the year. So the market hasn't quite caught up with their value, their current form value. Um, a little bit of that stale, November, December, disgusting, you know, get blown out by a million points in the non-con. I think that's still lingering within their price. Uh, but not much. I think four's pretty close to where, uh, where I'd make it to. I think five is probably the right price for me. Just gut screams Merrimack, right? Joe Gallo, better coach. you think, um, although man, Tom Allen's been really good this year. It's tough to say that even.
1: Tom Allen. Who are you talking about? Tobin Anderson? Uh Tobin Anderson, sorry, Tom Allen. I was <laughs> no, Tom Allen. Not... T A. <laughs> T A Jim. And Tim Allen. We got we got the the home improvement guy. <laughs> the tool man is on the on the sideline there. No, uh home the improvement, matchup dude. actually plays pretty well for fairly Dickinson. That's why they won both games. They're a pretty good zone team, they've got awesome guards that take care of the ball and can shoot. Now Jordan Miner is going to be a problem in the paint. FTU's interior defense is really, really bad. Soft. Their, their defense is really just overall terrible. So that's the concern. There is that motivation angle, but I don't like. I don't think Fairleigh Dickinson is going to just roll over and be like, whatever. We're backing into this tournament. Yeah. I think they're going to play fully motivated. I'm not, I'm not really a, a changing my handicap at all with that. The, so the matchup angle plays up a little more to me, Kai. I think I do lean towards FTU getting the points.
3: Uh, yeah. The motivation angle. What? No, come on, guys. FDU wants to win the NEC tournament. That is huge for any program. The fact they're going to the the NCAA tournament is great, but they want to win the NEC conference tournament. They they don't want to be awarded a a participation trophy for this. They're, They're trying to win. Motivation is there. Like I said, FDU swept them, man. They can shoot. They have excellent guards. They don't turn the ball over, and they're a really good offensive rebounding team. It's basically the toughest matchup Merrimack could have drawn. It negates their zone. They're the best team equipped to battle the zone. However, Merrimack will live the line. They're the second worst free throw shooting team in the NEC. That's a bit of a problem for Merrimack. I lean FDU here plus four. Next game, Big Sky semifinals, Northern Arizona, Montana. Montana favored minus, excuse me, favored by five and a half points here. Jim, these two teams split the season series just like Cleveland State and Northern Northern Kentucky. Both teams won by one point. The aggregate is zero. NAU and Montana, both been very solid down the stretch. Who you got today?
1: Yeah, it's kind of the the great shot-making that Northern Arizona has started to show off against Montana, who's a little more balanced in that regard. Cone has been terrific for Northern Arizona. They're getting big buckets from Oakland Fort, tremendously named freshman guard for NAU. I, I kind of like the way the Lumberjacks are trending here, to be honest. Uh, it feels like a little bit too many points, Matt. I know they're playing... Third game in three days versus Montana. Second game in two days. I'm not too worried about that. I think NAU hangs around here and potentially even pulls the upset. I
4: agree. And it's been bet up to five and a half. Um, I think Jim, that angle you just mentioned is partially baked into the line. I mean, Kempom has this Montana, uh, uh, you know, four points. So you get two free. I think the point to have two points that's not reflected in Kempom that's in the current market is probably true to what Jim just mentioned. And I've been an NAU defender this whole year. Like, their defense has been putrid. Um, maybe in this conference tournament setting, it's just more of an effort thing. They're kind of rallying around, you know, circling the wagons, whatever, and and just defending at a higher level. I still think they have real personnel limitations uh, defensively. But, uh, you know, Montana's a team that's not going to crush you with prolific perimeter scoring. I think their strength's up front, and NAU does have some size. They're not a ton of physical imposing size, but enough size to compete, Kai. And there's
3: a chance they have the best player on the floor today in Jalen Cone. So okay. I like five and a half with the dog. I do too. Cone's arguably the best player in this league. That gives them a fighting chance anytime. They also don't make mistakes. Another thing I like to, to put my money on in conference tournament settings. Star guard, number one turnover rate in the league, and they can score. Montana, though, has one eight of nine. They're playing very well. Matt, you mentioned NAU's defense. It's putrid. Montana's going to score pretty easily. But I lean toward Northern Arizona here at five and a half. I think they can actually win outright. Other Big Sky semi here, Montana State and Weber State. Matthew, the Bobcats, that's Montana State, are favored by six here. They're pretty clearly the best team in in the Big Sky. I think we all agree at this point. But Weber did cause them problems in the second game. They won by 10 at home. Your thoughts on this game?
4: Um, Yeah, I think it's you know people both in this game and the game we just talked about betting on the favorite just on that technical situational spot. Um, However... Man, I don't know. I think six and a half is a little bit much. I mean, we saw big money come in yesterday on the Summit favorites, Oral Roberts, and South Dakota State. How that turned out, you know, people thought that was a better schedule spot too. So, if you think it's too big, I think you can just trust your gut and It's probably too big. I tend to think that, and that's someone who thinks Montana State's awesome, Jim. Um, so no action for me here. I'm just pretty torn on, you know, the tug of war between the spot, the uh, the money that's come in, and the fact that Montana State is a mini juggernaut in this league.
1: Yeah, they're playing really well. They've won six straight. They've covered three straight. They got up huge on Eastern Washington and ended up you know, pulling that game out in the, the conference finale uh, and took care of business in the quarterfinals of this tournament. But hey, so did Weaver State. Really controlled that game against Sacramento State. I, I I wrote up this game for Action Network, and a weird little similarity existed where when Weber State beat Montana State, they shot 65% inside the arc and turned forced 15 turnovers. They did the exact same thing yesterday to a bigger Sacramento State team kind Of, like, the way they're playing, they seem to have figured things out since uh Dinwiddie went out, he was a really kind of a problem for them, uh, did not score efficiently at all. So, again, kind of like NAU, I like the dog, and I think the dog could potentially push for an outright upset. Though, I would like to see Montana State represent the league again.
3: Yeah, I, I lean towards Montana State, the spread might be a little bit high. Um, I just like their experience, and, and they, have, they have the two best players on the floor Raquan Battle, Jabril Bello. Um, And I also like Danny Sprinkle, their head coach, quite a bit. Uh, I'm leaning Bobcats here, but respect the number. Might stay away from the actual side. ACC. Yes, we're going to talk one game. Round one, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech. The Hokies are favored by seven. Jim, they're a sexy long shot pick to win the ACC because they can score. They can shoot. They have a good coach. Yeah, it's a good start. Notre Dame's awful. No depth. A sieve defensively. What are your thoughts here with a seven-point spread? Yeah, this is kind
1: of like one team is just a better version of the other. Like Virginia Tech, execution-based, really good offensively, pretty poor defensively. Notre Dame is that but worse. And we saw one good last Notre Dame effort at home against Pitt, and then they completely did nothing in the finale on the road. Maybe you get one more rally here to try to keep uh, Bray's career at Notre Dame going. So the spread does feel high to me, but I just like Virginia Tech a lot more as a team at this stage. Starling likely still out for Notre Dame, takes away any dynamic creation they have in the perimeter that could attack Basile off switches. So even without Maddox, Matt, for Virginia Tech, lean in their way, just not willing to bet it at this number.
4: Yeah, nor am I. I think you'd see Notre Dame kind of rising up and having a uh, spirited performance here in this tournament. All it got boat raced by Clemson last game. It actually makes me like them more, especially because you saw them play so competitively against what Duke, Virginia, UNC, with four two, four point losses and a loss by eight at Wake um, and a loss to this Virginia Tech team by eight points before that. So basically outside of that like Clemson regular season debacle, uh, the Irish have been pretty competitive uh, despite their personnel issues and then just their general lack of talent um, issues. So I'm not fading that angle. I think Vitech wins, but I don't think they cover that margin.
3: That's Hi, me. chat mob. Part two, chat mob to you.
1: Chat mob part to two. You. Uh, Matthew, I'll go to you here. St. Peter's getting three points against Fairfield. Neutral site game here, Atlantic City in the Mac. Any thoughts on this one with the Peacocks? Do they continue their March magic from last year?
4: I kind of think so. Oh, they do today. I think they beat Fairfield, who I've been irrationally down on this year. You guys are both right. They were better than I gave them credit for. However, I disagree with the money coming in on Fairfield today. I think the uh, the Peacock's Peacock over the uh, the Stags today, Kai.
1: Uh, let's go to the Big West. Kai, there's a question about the total in the Northridge versus Bakersfield game, two teams that are slow and ugly offensively. They're playing in a neutral site in Vegas. It's actually out in Henderson, kind of an odd place. Dollar Loan Center, I think it is. <laughs> do you have any take on that total? I saw 124 and a half last. What do you got? been bad As- up,
3: Jim. 125, 26. Whoa. I think Bakersfield been, has been a bit of an over team lately. I can't explain why. <laughs> They're playing better offensively. Um, yeah, man. if you have a take, go ahead.
4: Yeah, I got burned on a lot of these totals. So when Gaskin came back, he's like a huge under player because he takes the absolute worst shots. and He's like a good defender. And they stopped playing the Dolph shooter dude, who I love. Um, so they're kind of back to, I think, an under team. I don't agree with the money. That's all I'll say. I think it's a better under than an over. I would take the under at the better better value. All
1: right. Uh, Kai, ACC question. Georgia Tech minus two against Florida State. Georgia Tech is playing better, as pointed out by Mackenzie in the chair. They, they smoke Syracuse on the road, one at BC as well. Are you riding that wave against the Knowles?
3: Uh, no, I like Florida State. Don't have a good reason for it. I still think they're the more talented team. Give me Florida State plus two.
1: Yeah, I like FSU hitting the reset button here a little bit. They were somewhat feisty down the stretch. Last game was, was not great, but, I mean, winning at Miami, Florida, that second half 25-point comeback, I think shows you the ceiling they're capable of. Maybe they're able to access it now in the postseason where they're not just beaten down in a single-digit win season. I believe that is it. Um, so I guess we can recap best bets. If anything comes in at the buzzer, we can hit it. But, Matt, we'll go to you.
4: Uh, best bet, Cal Baptist. Let's go, Lancers. Lance up. Get it done. ACU, I'm not buying into it, Kai. Plus two against the market. Hit Mon Chan counterpunching for me today. Let's go. Very good. Very good.
1: Uh, and Kai, I'm going UNC Wilmington plus 10. I think they are a feisty underdog against the Charleston team that maybe is going to feel the pressure a little. Don't know if they're going to get there. If they don't win this game, if they're going to actually get an at-large bid with their 30 wins, I think Wilmington is able to hang around. Even if they get down, that's a team I trust to make uh, an extensive comeback. So I'll ride with the Seahawks plus 10.
3: At the buzzer, uh, Louisville, BC, Marist, Manhattan. I like Marist. Marist. Um, Plus three, plus two and a half against Manhattan. I do too. Foxes. Just yeah. Destroyed better. them recently. Beat them by yeah. like a thousand. I got nothing in the BC Louisville game. Six points. Feels right to me. Thoughts? I'm leaning, I'm leaning Louisville because I'm a Louisville. masochist. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Hard. I like BC. Why is BC laying the touchdown though?
4: Because
1: yeah. Louisville's really bad.
3: Um, my, be- <laughs>
4: Excellent point.
3: Uh, my best bet was, what the heck was my best bet? North Dakota State. Plus ten and a half. That was a reminder. All right. That does it for us, guys. We will see you tomorrow. Hey, new time tomorrow. We're going to go an hour earlier. So we're doing uh, 12 Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Central. That's 9 Pacific, Cali time. Hirosa Beach, stand up. Let's go. So tomorrow, an hour earlier. We'll see you then. Good luck with your best today. Enjoy some conference tournament action.
2: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?